What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Elevate Experience. The podcast about overcoming struggles and adversity and how that relates to addiction, recovery, and health. I am your host and the CEO of Elevate Addiction Services, Angie Manson. And I'm Dallas Terrell, co-host and life intervention counselor at Elevate. Thank you so much for joining us, and let's jump right in. Welcome back to the show. As promised, we now have part two of our CrossFit versus recovery episode. And we have with us once again, Thomas Lagan and Nate Tunham. So thank you guys for joining us once again. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm here as well, if anyone forgot or was worried. <laughs> Dallas Terrell, who's that? That Co-ho. was implied. Co-ho. I know, I know. <laughs> I just didn't want them to think that I wouldn't be. They're like, oh man, where's the other guy? Hey, this is your here, previous randomly. favorite episode is when we were all together. So there was no way you were missing this one. That's so true. Also for the audience, this has been our most downloaded, most listened to episode. We can't decide if it's Tommy or Nate. However, we did do one with Tom called The, the Art of Group Counseling. Mm-hmm. And there was less downloads than this show. So it leads us to believe it's that all about Nate, Nate. it's all about you and you have this like crazy secret following. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a secret social media <laughs> that you know nobody knows about. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's the content. Tud the Stud at CrossFit. Instagram, follow him. Secret, it's private. Yeah. <laughs> One follower. <laughs> I, lo- I love that name. So what do we want to talk about today, folks? We have an uh, endless opportunity, we have endless time, and we have endless enthusiasm. So where do we go with that? Well, I, re-listening to our episode today, I think the one area that we, we touched on, we didn't like dive deep into, was the client journey of CrossFit. You know, when people come to us, they're, they're in not, I wouldn't say various levels of fitness, because I think most of them their fitness is pretty low it's a Mm -hmm. rare person that comes in and they're already fit and so just the I would say the rapid journey of what we see in the short amount of time that they're with us is nothing short of miraculous in my opinion and what that looks like and from you guys who are you know delivering it to them on the front lines okay Okay, go for it guys yeah that's a good subject so it's all you that's all you two well Tom you can go first if you like brother we're not sharing a mic today. We both got our own. Yeah, we both got our own mic. So you get to hear Tommy and I both talk at the same time. Uh, f- fitness journey of the clients. Uh, yeah, I guess the thing that comes to mind is, I mean, I, I think about a, a few people that have really made some changes in, in, you know, in their program, and I've really watched them grow. And it, it's always such an awesome thing to see uh, someone come in, not really have much of a fitness background at all. Um, you know, it's almost like the ideal scene, someone who hasn't worked out a lot that is open and willing to, um, you know, learn an effective way to, um, exercise, get fit, get their heart rate up. That's just completely open to the methodology and whatnot. Um, you know, I've, I've definitely, uh, you know, seen a lot of clients, uh, yeah, start off in that place where, you know, they literally don't know how to, um, you know, do a squat, do a burpee, do a push up. Um, they haven't done any of those things before. And, uh, you know, when they, it's like, I would say there's like a good 20% of people 
who um, really, really, maybe more, maybe 25% of people who like really stick with it every day across throughout the program, whereas other people like to mix it up with yoga and whatnot. But that 25% is an amazing thing to watch. Um, Just seeing them, yeah, come from that place uh, of just really not knowing how to work out, never really having any experience or history with it, and then watching them just really enjoy uh, fitness really enjoy the variety of workouts that they're given and really enjoy just yeah learning how to do things correctly, w- willing to work with the coach on cues and making corrections. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, you obviously see them uh, put on, you know, more muscle. Um, you see, uh, you know, the, the changes in their skin tone. You see a brighter uh, brightness in the eyes. Um, stronger communication and more outgoing with um, you know their their peers there Um, even you know maybe even talking more in group and it really translates to the overall um, treatment experience um, as we're taking care of the body you know a lot and in turn a lot of the time that takes care of the spirit and the mind too just with uh, CrossFit and fitness so it really plays a instrumental part in uh, their overall transformation, you know, coupled with the, you know, obviously the material that they're reading, the groups that they're doing, their individual sessions, you know, that deeper work, it, it's it's an amazing transformation, and it's, um, you know, that's that's kind of what's coming to mind off the top of my head. That's kind of what I have to say about it. I like that, dude. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that comes up for me, like prior to the client journey is kind of like the category of of clients. There's the clients, like you said, that 25% that they show up and they do it every day for 60, 90 days. And then there's the other clients that are maybe like roommates with the client that goes every day and they get like dragged into it, like against their will. And you could tell when you do roll call because their friends like, I brought them with me today. And then there's like the other client that's been dying to try it, but isn't willing to get out of the comfort zone and show up. And they kind of show up like 30 days in. They finally are like, okay, I got to show up. So that was kind of what was coming to my mind is like the three, if I was to like categorize it, the three types of clients. And then the the fourth type would be the yoga type, I would say. Um, But yeah, I think as far as the client journey goes, it's, there's, there's so much to talk about. There's such like a wide variety of a journey that takes place, you know, from clients that have done CrossFit every day that are 70 years old to clients that have done CrossFit at 18 and have a sports and college background. I think we've had clients that have regional CrossFit game experiences. Um, yeah. We have clients that have come to the program be- strictly just because of CrossFit. Um, we've had college basketball athletes come and you know, it's 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 hard to kind of put it into a box and say, hey, it's been like this, it's been like that. But I think it is cool to speak to the wide variety of experiences that we've seen just by providing CrossFit. So that's what comes up to my mind. Um, do you want us to dive into anything more specific on that, Ange? Anything coming up for you? Uh, well, 
you know, I, I don't coach the clients directly like you guys. So my my view is peripherally. So I mm-hmm. like I notice while we have staff class first and then, then we have the two CrossFit classes after us. And you can always tell who's coming to sort of check out the staff to get a get a little insight as to what's coming. And so, you know, we're pretty accustomed to having clients watching us working out and um, so you can tell who's who's really doing that, and, and and instantly as they're walking into the next class, it's like, oh, do we get to do that one? And and I noticed you guys are telling them, no, no, you guys are going to scale. You know, these these guys have been doing it longer, and they get very upset by that. They want to do the <laughs> same workouts that we're doing. Not fair. Yeah, even though the skill level, you know, they haven't learned half the moves or some of the very technical movements like snatching and stuff like that that we don't want brand new clients attempting. And so it's funny for me to watch, you know, the eagerness and. I don't want to call it ego. Uh, we, we delve a lot into that in the spirituality and, and everything of the program, but definitely there's that. They they want that. They want what the staff have, and I think that's because uh, we as staff kind of lead lead from the front, and they appreciate that. So they're willing to do it because they see that we're all doing it, and and I love that. I think that's a really big part of things. Um, Pre-COVID, we used to do fitness competitions where we'd actually team up with the clients, and uh, that was a great bonding experience where it wasn't us versus them. It was more like us together in the trenches versus each other. And I think that was really well. And I know Nate was very much uh, a constant sought out partner because he, he like won the majority of the time. I don't, know, I don't know the majority. <laughs> Real threat in there, Nate. But, yeah. Real we, threat. We won a few, but my, fa- my favorite Sleeper were, threat. Yeah. Yeah, because, oh, like, yeah. uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm unassuming. I'm old. I've got gray hair. Like, they, they don't expect Always it, in business meetings. Yeah. The guy canceled a meeting to beat you guys. <laughs> he shows up and does it. <laughs> Him and Joe. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. And my favorite, like, doing those competitions with the clients, uh, some of my favorite competitions were when, um, you know, people wouldn't know me, so it wasn't like, you know, people would seek out you or, you know, Dallas or Tom because they, they see them and they see that they're very fit and, you know, want to be their partner and they want to win and all that. And so I'd go in there and, you know, and, and uh, last minute, Get, get teamed up with one of the people that are probably just starting out, you know, really, really fresh into it a little bit, uh, you know, unsure of themselves and stuff like that. And those were my favorite competitions because then it's like I could really help these individuals to, you know, just to, to be fine with whatever they're doing and encourage them along and, you know, help them to like work up to the ability that they have for that workout and, uh, and ideally feel really good about it afterward. Um, you know, so it's really cool to see that and, you know, and also along the lines of like the client journey and the categories you were talking about, Dallas, I think um, one of my favorites is when we get people who come into the program, maybe they came in and weren't really realizing what CrossFit is or it wasn't one of the reasons that they came in and they have never done anything like this before. You know, they've never really exercised. They're not familiar with, you know, like really what's going on with fitness or anything like that. And they come in and they're just like, you know, they're totally green and they start doing it and you see these, you know, like there's just the pain on their face when they're first trying it and they're like, you know, overexerting themselves, pushing themselves too hard and then kind of like dialing it back and getting into a zone where they can function and, and you know, and progress and feel good about what they're doing and watching them go from that from like a, you know, point zero to by the end of the program showing up every day and feeling really good about it you know like getting their technique in working on trying to really understand why they're doing what they're doing what crossfit means you know what fitness can do for them and all that it's a it's a incredible metamorphosis 
that you can see. Uh, you know, I mean, I love it when we have guys that come in that are fit and can be examples and can help drive the rest of the uh, client population to get in there. But um, I get the most satisfaction out of seeing the guys that go from nothing to, you know, to walking out the door with like basically like uh, something new in their life, something that they've never had before and something that they probably would have never had if they hadn't come to us. So that's that's really satisfying for me. Awesome. Yeah. There we go. I would, you know, have to, once again, chime in for the ladies, I think, uh, for myself. I enjoy watching the females who come in. Most of them have not done uh, fitness in a gym for all the same considerations that I had of uh, feeling like, you know, you got to look good. You got to be fit before you can get in there. You don't want to do something embarrassing in front of all these guys. And, and our population is a lot more male than female, yeah. um, especially in the CrossFit gym. So it takes a lot of... Um, confront for girls to walk into that gym in a pretty male-dominated uh, place. So it's really cool for me to see, you know, girls who've never gone into fitness in this way get into the gym and start doing little things and start with the deadlifts and, and, and seeing them progress the way through because it really, for women, this is helps build confidence and it helps them like go be able to deal with life. It helps them not put on 50 pounds because they got sober. Yeah. It helps in so many ways that translates into recovery that is really beneficial for women and I would love to see even more of it because it's it's not natural and it's not comfortable, but once you get in there, there's such such gains to be had for doing it. Yeah, right. absolutely. What would you, Tom, let me know if you agree with this. What would you say the the ratio of men to women in the, in the gym is? Like eight to 10, eight out of 10 are guys, the two out of 10 are chicks? That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, there's, there's usually like one or two, and if we do two classes, I love it when it's like, eight chicks and two guys yeah i don't know if we've ever seen that or <laughs> very I, I've rarely seen it once and yeah. i just had to acknowledge it i was like this is awesome it's amazing you know? <laughs> yeah well and that's why i feel like it's you know partly my duty too as a female and i love it is to go up there and work out just so girls can see uh you know other girls it. in there and doing yeah. well and keeping up and and that you know it's okay and you don't have to compete with the men you know actually you have less competition because there's hardly any other girls in there and so so um, true it's a, it's a really cool experience to get girls in there and see that huge transformation occur i think one of my favorite experiences is when we do some sort of strength portion and like just recently i can think there was these three girls that always were always coming and it was kind of like i spoke about earlier there was the one girl that showed up from the first day. It's like, I'm going to do CrossFit my whole program. And then she, throughout the la ne the next two weeks, got both of her roommates to show up. Mm -hmm. And then so all three of those chicks came to work out every day for the rest of their program. And they'd always do, like, the strength training together. And it always started, like, generally at, at, at our gym, we'll do, like, a 5 by 3 or a 5 by 2 or a 5 by one Yeah. And for, like, the first maybe 45 days all three of the chicks would always opt to do like just a five by five and just kind of develop a baseline. But it was awesome once they all established their baseline of like, oh, I could do this for five sets for five reps. And then they got into like actually trying to lift more weights and getting stronger. And you could just see them like them looking at the plates and being like, oh, how much weight is this? How much does that add up to? And just seeing them like strip off weight, put the weight back on, getting all three of them to grunt while lifting <laughs> spotting each key, other man. seeing like all that kind of like cultivate and start 
as a coach, I'd always find myself gravitating towards them and just being like, dude, this is so cool to see. You guys are making so much progress. And look, you back squatted 50 more pounds today than last time. Like you're so strong. You could lift so much. You could do anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to see that kind of translate to them, like you were saying, it's super empowering because it's something they're not used to, you know, and it's tangible progress right in front of their face. You can't miss it. So I just kind of wanted to speak to that because I thought that was a cool experience that I I enjoy because the dudes don't care. The dudes don't want to hear from coach, you know. <laughs> we're we're going to put as much weight on this thing as possible. Yeah. I'm like, all right, They cool. got it all figured out. Yeah, you got it all figured out, dude. Make sure let's, let's lock out those arms, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's get full depth first. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and that's what's lacking with women is, is confidence and self-esteem, and this totally helps build that, you know, if they can build up the confidence just to walk through the doors. That's the first barrier. What are you thinking, Tom? I really like, uh, I have a lot of great memories working with the clients on like strength portions of, uh, you know, the workout. And I, I always, uh, I really enjoy that because, you know, especially the stuff taking it from the rack where they have to work together. Cause you know, if you have a big class, there's 12 people, there's like six or five rack, five rack spaces available and they have to, you know, team up and it's always, uh, Sometimes it's an unlikely team up and just seeing them work together because uh, I usually pair them up, you know, by height instead of by strength. That way they're not, you know, adjusting, um, you know, where the bar is. And uh, yeah, a lot of great memories seeing clients work together on just the strength stuff and seeing that camaraderie build and, you know, um, just watching them root each other on in that kind of uh, part of the workout. You know, a lot of, most of the workouts we do, obviously, especially in the last year of our all individual workouts, everyone's, you know, getting no through it. Workouts. Yeah, no partner yeah. workouts. You know, we've, we've had to avoid that. And um, yeah, so the strength portion um, is always really cool to see, really cool to see them work together, push each other. And it's a great opportunity for the coach to kind of, you know, come around the room and just uh, encourage people to, you know, uh, a lot of the times push a little bit harder, you know, a lot of people aren't sure, uh, you know, like how much weight they can do, you know, and they're like very, very careful, which is an interesting thing to see. Uh, you know, a lot of women are, they're, you know, they, yeah. they're not used to, you know, trying to load up and see uh, where they're at, you know, as far as like how much they can squat and whatnot. Um, I, I thinking of a, a group of, uh, you know, female clients and, and how they really, really pushed their back squat one day, you know, and just such a cool thing to see, such a cool thing to see how, uh, how they, you know, fed off of each other and, and got into, you know, seeing what they could do physically, you know, and, you know, and, and you can see the relationships forming there and, you know, the other guys also feed off of that. You know, some of the, there's always a group of people who are, they're in there, they're doing it, but they're not fully committed. And when you see something like that happening where people are like really giving it their all, it just really um, positively affects the rest of the group and, and motivates everyone else to push a little bit harder. So, yeah, I was just kind of reminiscing off of uh, past strength workouts you know and and seeing how the clients responded to it and, and it's always been such a awesome thing to see you know so well and they love it you see that genuine like accomplishment like look what i just did and i never could there's just this elation that 
you know, they feel and they feel it sober. So for them to be able to experience that kind of feeling in a sober way, I think helps their recovery so much because they realize, you know, if they do things that make them feel good physically, mentally, spiritually, they can get that same sort of high uh, as they used to need drugs to do. And, and there's nothing, there's no better feeling than that. And it's really cool that we're able to help them experience that in the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we are uh, giving them, you know, when they do these uh, partner up on, on strength days or, you know, partner workouts, stuff like that, we're giving them kind of an informal social therapy yeah. That really is an extension of the program where they've got to work with each other. They have to develop empathy. They have to develop understanding, communication, you know, all these tools that we're teaching them all day long. They can then translate into there, but they also are doing it in an environment where they're feeling really good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like Angie said, just getting, you know, like just being amazed at what they can they can pull off. And, and, and we can all relate to that, too, because we've all been there. We've all had these experiences with CrossFit where we do something in the gym and we feel great and we're proud of ourselves and you know something we didn't think we could do so you know it really helps us to develop a uh, relationship with these guys too and really understand and have empathy for where they're at so it's a it's a really unique experience that we're able to develop in there mm -hmm. I, I like just thinking about in the program we talk a lot about goal setting and, and you know setting goals in life and a, a lot of the time the goals that they're setting are so far in the future they don't really get to put into practice uh, you know you know those in, those intentions of you know like okay uh, in the future I want to do this every day when I get home and, and blah 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 but when it comes to clients that get into CrossFit they can really put into practice uh, you know some of those tools that they learn in the program of, of setting goals and whatnot and uh, you know kind of connecting it to the strength you know like certain clients say they want to you know you know, get this weight by the end of their program and things mm -hmm. like that. Or today they'd like to do this much and, uh, you know, taking the, the wins and the losses there and, and working through that is always a cool thing to see. And also uh, a great venue for them to practice just some of the, you know, some of the tools that apply, you know, just for setting goals in life. So, yeah, no, that's dude, that's a great point. And I think what comes up for me when I think about it is like prior so so when I get to class, usually usually you're pretty like familiar with the clients and where they're at and what they're working on and what they're striving for. But it, I like what you said with the goal setting because they all kind of have a different goal, whether the one goal is to just show up and sweat and move and just kind of feel alive. The other goal could just be like to get detoxed. You know, like I'm looking to feel better within the next week. Like, can you help me with that? You know, mm -hmm. yeah. um, some clients, like you were saying, have a specific goal of like, I want to box jump next time, or I want to mm -hmm. do all the box jumps, or I want to do all the jump ropes. They always, they all show up with this, like, I have something I want to get better at, mm -hmm. and I have something I've been working on, which is cool because it's completely tangible, it's completely measurable. Where in treatment, it's like, it's kind of hard to be like, man, today, like, I want to just regulate my emotions better. Like, that's hard to evaluate. That's mm -hmm. hard to understand and measure. Like, how do yeah. you measure that? I struggle to measure that, you know? Right. Did I do good today emotionally? I don't know. There's a lot of moments. But in one workout with three movements, you can measure it objectively and know, like, hey, man, like, I kicked ass today. I made a lot of progress. And, and from that, what comes up or after class generally – like, so if I coach from five to eight, I find myself at the center till 820 yeah. because everyone wants to check in with the coach after and 
it's uh, this is like I'm trying to say this in like a humble way, but they all come up and thank you. Like, dude, like I made so much progress today. Like, thank you for your help, or thank you for your push, or thank you for you know encouraging me to do more than I thought that I could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it just speaks volumes to to just how much self esteem or how much progress and how much yeah I guess just progress they're making you know uh, and especially our clientele that they're they're coming from a place of like being stagnant they're coming from a place of being helpless you know and not having the answers or the solutions so it is strange to see a fitness regimen or like a gym create this like I can do anything if I put my mind to it mindset because mm-hmm. yeah. that that mindset's contagious and you can take mm-hmm. that anywhere and I like that we do it through CrossFit. Yeah, I like what you said about the gratitude. You know, that's another place when you're out there using, you're not experiencing a whole lot of gratitude. So for these guys to be getting so much out of it, they truly feel grateful. And the few times that I've been in there, even just helping coach, I've had the same experience where they're coming up to me and thanking me. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's like our job. I mean, but sure. it feels really good that they, they go out of their way to acknowledge that, thank you for helping me on this journey. It's almost like counseling in its own way. Uh, yeah. that we're doing with them, but in through counseling them through their physical. It's true. Yeah, it's super true. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, like one thing we could highlight, or I mean, maybe maybe we've been doing this without saying we've been doing this, but in my experience of going to treatment centers prior to Elevate, you know, I think I think treatment centers usually have a gym. Usually say like, hey, you know, you guys can work out, or we have a space for you guys to work out, and my experience has been that looks like an elliptical and that looks like a couple of weights, you know, or it's like a, a small slot in the morning where it's like, hey, if you get up early enough, we'll take you to the gym and you get like 45 minutes a couple times a week at a gym. And I don't say that to put other uh, other programs down. That's just my experience of what what their emphasis on fitness has been. However, at Elevate, I love that our emphasis on fitness is so grand you know it might be all of our own projections of like hey this has been super helpful for us it could be helpful for you but i also think that like recovery is just a projection in general i got sober this way so you should too so i kind of just wanted to maybe get your guys opinion on like why the fitness part of our program is so important well i know for us to us well i know for us you know, we, we take everybody off medications and people don't feel great when they're coming off medications. And if you, if you don't do fitness to sort of jumpstart the feeling good, you could spend your whole program feeling crappy and you're not getting much out of it because your attention is so much on how you feel physically. You're not sleeping well. You don't feel good. You're eating bad. You're smoking a lot of cigarettes. You're just overall health is not great when you leave rehab. So you don't leave with a lot of self-esteem nor feeling good. And so a lot of times the quick go-to is like, well, I know what made me feel good before. It was real quick and easy. Mm-hmm. And so I think for us, like, I know creating that that journey of that feel good really quick, getting those endorphins going right away, getting that feeling of being able to sleep because you're so exhausted from that workout, getting all that like jump start on feel good without drugs is key to their success, I think, after they leave the program. Mm-hmm. And then also learning how to experience these body 
aches, pains, symptoms, soreness, soreness yeah. exhaustion, yeah. without taking drugs to feel better. Like learning how to sort of live through that and recognize it's okay to feel this way. That's a good sign. If you're sore, that means you worked out hard yesterday. And sort of giving them that time with our sort of experience to push it in a positive way as opposed to what they've always done to feel better before. Yeah, we definitely do uh, spend a lot more money on ace bandages and icy hot these days than we ever did before. <laughs> and toilet seats because yeah. they're breaking them with their sore legs. Yeah, right. like, people are just collapsing on the toilet seat. And they're snapping. <laughs> that makes me so happy when someone's like, "I broke a seat." Oh yes. man! <laughs> now you know where that's coming yeah, yeah, from. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, now it all adds up. Now I know. Dallas is encouraging it. Yeah. <laughs> Recovery from opiates just never worked for me until I got into exercise and and you know, and I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people just with any addiction uh, You know whether it be alcohol meth uh, you name it uh, and the reason why I feel like it didn't work is because uh, you, you know through addiction you become so disconnected to the way you're supposed to feel and you just think you're always going to feel like crap, you know without it and fitness really gives you that that glimmer of hope like oh my gosh i can actually feel good without using and you know we talked a little bit about it last time like it's a life hack you know yeah it's a life hack it's a it's a hack for addiction and it's there's just so many benefits that you know people are talking about it all the time in the you know fitness space uh, just all the benefits of exercise. We all know it's there, and so many people just don't take that opportunity. And the way Elevate's structured uh, to where we don't, you know, it's not an option. You know, you're either doing your CrossFit or you're doing yoga, and uh, and it's ingenious. You know, uh, that you know they they will get those benefits. You know, when they come to treatment with us and. A lot of the time, I think people really are underestimate just the power of just getting some exercise and how much of a difference it can uh, play on mm -hmm. just their mental health, on their cravings, on their outlook uh, of life. And um, it's, it's, really, it's really just an amazing thing to see. I think it's a really amazing thing that we do. Um, you know, I, Personally, I'd you know been to other treatments, and that you know wasn't uh, like it was available if you wanted to do it. But it's hard to uh, you know bring up the motivation to get into a good routine. You know, like I can yeah. think of past treatments where like I knew that was something I should do. Uh, I should start working out. I think it'll make me feel better. I can see a couple other people; it's making them feel better. However, there was no. Uh, there was no st structure or, uh, you know, anyone saying like, it's fitness time, you know, it's, t yeah. it's time to do yoga, it's time to do CrossFit because this is something you need to do every day for your recovery uh, for the rest of your life and it's gonna greatly help you stay clean and sober and, and the way Elevate's structured, we uh, really put that idea into practice and kind of force, uh, you know, the client to get into that routine for obviously all the right reasons because it is so hard to be motivated to make big life changes and that's something that elevate just absolutely just really nails on the head and it's really special of us yeah for sure i mean you look at even just in life how many people sign up for a gym membership in january 
and how many actually show up throughout the year because it's hard to get yourself motivated and with fitness it's not one of those things where you go one time and you're like I feel great I'm gonna keep doing this it's like you have to go and go and go Mm -hmm. and then you start to feel the benefits and then you start to feel like man if I don't do it I don't feel as good you know if I don't go exercise four days out of the week or five days or whatever it is I don't feel as good so it takes time to develop that understanding that you know that compels you to continue doing it and we kind of force them to do that you know we don't give them an out like you said they've got to do either crossfit or yoga they're doing something and uh so they, we really give them the time to understand how what benefits they can get from that exercise and get over that hump of i don't want to do this anymore totally yeah dude that's huge i, I love that part too like the it's not optional yeah right every other treatment center i've been to the gym's <clears throat> optional groups optional i think the only thing that wasn't optional was like the aa meetings like you had to, you had to go to those but yeah, everything else was optional and it was like up to us as a client at that time to kind of pick your own recovery, which I understand, you know, you should pick your own recovery and what that looks like. But it's very hard when you're still detoxing and you've never been sober to figure out what being sober looks like or what's going to be helpful for you when you don't have any idea. We're at Elevate, there's a bunch of us saying like, work out, work out, go work out and see if you feel better. Go do some burpees and see if you're thinking about your future. Like, we just like to do that. So I like that idea too, but I also like the idea of it being non-negotiable where it becomes this like habit or routine and creates discipline. Mm-hmm. Like that, that part I really like where, you know, Angie kind of said earlier where these clients are super sore and they're not getting excused because they're sore. It's like, hey, this is like normal life stuff. You're sore, you worked out. You got to get through today with sore legs. We're sorry. It'll benefit you in the future. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoy the discipline that it creates in the clients. And you can see it happen, you know, where they'll be like, I really don't want to work out today, but I have to or else I get a, a conduct violation, you know. And, and, and what right. that creates for them is lifelong. What that creates for them is, is monumental. Like a lot of clients I've seen struggle with discipline. I have clients that I counsel and they're like, the only thing I want to learn is how to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do things even when I don't want to do them. Yeah. That's what we all do, right? Like, yes. there's things I do every day that's, that that's I don't life, want man. to do. That's just That's a, life, yeah. and most people don't care. Yeah. But I can think back to when I was an addict, I only did what I wanted to do, and that right. didn't serve mm-hmm. me at all. <laughs> so unlearning that through, like, Elevate just being stern on, like, take your fitness serious, mm-hmm. I think is such a payoff. Well, it creates that mental toughness that we need to survive in life. Um, the, the other thing that I brought up for me and I'm thinking about just more on this is it's also, and why I like CrossFit, but also what's nice for them is they don't have to come up with the routine. Like, okay, so I already did legs today. Let's do right. chest. Okay, should I do higher reps? Should I do lower this? You know, like it's so nice to just be able to walk in and be told, here's what we're doing today. Here's the routine. You can modify as needed if it's, you know, you can't do this specific movement, but we're all doing this together and they don't have to think about it. They just have to show up. They just have to do what they're told. And that's not always easy for addicts, but at the same time, there's freedom in that. Like you Mm -hmm. don't have to figure it out. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to think of the logistics of, well, if I did legs and then I did this, am I really getting all over that? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's all thought out for them. And all they gotta do is show up and the rest is easy which is i think really nice i mean i love that about crossfit but i think it's nice for our clients as well to not have to figure that kind of stuff out 
and be challenged on stuff that if it was left up to them, they would never do on their own. They totally. would never do a box jump at Gold's Gym. They would never do these different things that no with CrossFit would expose yeah. you to. Um, and, and then in that, find strengths you didn't know you had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whether they join a, a CrossFit gym or not after the program, you know, is obviously up to them. But with their experience in our program, they learn so many different movements. They learn, you know, so many different ways to work out, so many different workout formats just from the programming and the variety of the things that we do. And, you know, that can really give somebody the foundation to do a lot better on their own if they choose to do that, you know, uh, you know, go to a gym or there's not a CrossFit gym available. They really have a, a lot of variety. They were coached on how to do all these things properly. And it really sets them up to be successful on their own fitness journey after, whether that includes, you know, joining, yeah, a CrossFit gym or not. So I, I always think that's, you know, really cool. Um, really something that a lot of people can take away from the experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing too that was coming up for me is, like during the start of the pandemic and CrossFit gyms not being open and yeah. clients not being able to just kind of directly go to a gym or like get set up. I remember one client throughout his program, he's like the first month he was like, oh my God, I love this stuff. Like it's so yeah. nice to get back into fitness. He was one of those clients that had kind of like a fitness and high school sports background and neglected his fitness for like 20 years through alcohol addiction and once he got it back, he was just like all in, you know? And, and so the second half of his program, he spent all this time on, on his day off using Amazon and like trying to find a dumbbell and trying to find a box, uh, to do box step ups and like a rower. And he, mm -hmm. for his exit planning, a, a big part of his exit plan was like creating like at home workouts because he knew he wasn't gonna be able to go to the gym. Hmm. So it's just so cool to see like different scenarios like that where this guy prepared his own workout regimen, his own CrossFit wads for himself at home, just knowing that it was going to be that instrumental for him, you know, coupled with like COVID and the pandemic and like isolated and not being able to work out with other people. He really honed in on like, wow, this has been like instrumental for me and I can't, I can't not have this because of life circumstances. Like I need to figure out how to create this for myself when I get home. Mm -hmm. And that just speaks to someone that wants to stay sober. Like he's willing to do whatever it takes to figure it out and hold on to the coping skills that are working for him. So I just kind of want to point that out because that guy went through a lot. It was hard to find a dumbbell in April yeah. of 2020. Oh yeah. yeah. No, yeah. That was like gold. Oh yeah. Rogue was uh, back ordered for like 10 months. Yeah, <laughs> Still every, back ordered. Everywhere else too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what a bonus these guys got, you know, with the pandemic. They they go to rehab and they get to work out in a gym. Right. Nobody else in the world gets to do that. Yeah. I would always Gyms say Gyms are that. closed everywhere. I'm like, totally. you guys are the only people working out with people right now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, we put them in their bubble and, you know, they can yeah. let loose. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think another topic that was coming up for me that I think is important to at least, like, bring up is kind of like diet and nutrition. And the only reason I bring that up is not to talk about it, but <laughs> I bring it up just to kind of say that like at Elevate, our barrier to entry is just like, we try to make it as low as possible. So the first barrier, or the, not the first barrier to entry, but once they enter the gym and get a feel for working out, that kind of cultivates this later on, like 
encouragement of like then tackling the nutrition and then tackling the diet. I think Greg Glassman said something along the lines of like 95% of like getting fit is diet, but like Mm -hmm. CrossFit will get you like 5% of it is CrossFit and that 5% will get you to the 95%, which is like diet and nutrition. Yeah. And so in that, that's been my total experience too. We're like a month into CrossFit, a month into working out. These clients are like taking out the carbs and taking out the bread and cutting down on the cigarettes and eating more chicken and vegetables. And they kind of create like this weekly or monthly goal, just like we highlighted in the gym where they're like, I want to do box jumps next week. Like this week, I want to cut out the carbs. Next week, I want to start cutting out the cigarettes and cut out the coffee and it's kind of like this Cut new out the addition. coffee. What are you I, I talking about, that's man? Never happened to me. People yeah. have said it to me. People have said it to me. I'm not one of those people. That's, We're cool. not that's, one of those that's crazy talk. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to put one less packet of sugar in my coffee next okay, week. Okay, that makes sense. I can get right. with that. Right. I'm not lying out here to the public. You know? yeah. People have said that. I think it's crazy too. But I thought it was worth highlighting. You know, yeah. it's like the nutrition and diet aspect where a lot of people are just starting to eat food again. Right? We have yeah. people coming on methamphetamines and don't eat for weeks so sometimes for them just getting into the gym and eating is good Mm -hmm. but i did kind of want to highlight that natural progression where most people start dieting or dialing in their nutrition halfway through just because of the natural course of action yeah Yeah, they start to realize like when i eat crappy and go in the gym i feel like throwing up, but if I eat clean and go in the gym, I actually feel really good. So it naturally happens uh, that out there they wouldn't have that because they feel like they feel crappy because of the drugs or alcohol. They don't realize the association with food. Yeah, it's a snowball effect. Uh, you know, the more the more one does for oneself, the more they want to do for themselves. Yeah, and it just keeps building. Yeah, same. I was going to say the same kind of thing Angie said. You know, you get in the gym after eating a bunch of a pizza and you know yeah a ton of carbs a lot of sugar and you notice you're like dang why did my friend over here beat me you know in this workout like i feel like i'm more fit than him and he's and then they later find out that he was eating a salad and you know some clean chicken and you know they start connecting the dots because there are people that come in the program who eat healthy and Mm -hmm. our first step is just to get people eating you know like three meals a day you know we have healthy options that's always our first step and then that transformation does occur where they start to get really in tune with the the changes like when you put yourself in that that situation of a high intensity workout you know where um, you're really pushing the limits you really start to notice how much uh, what you put in your body affects you you know and I think a lot of people start to that awareness really starts to happen because I mean sure you know like if you're not really doing anything physical or active and you're eating poorly, you might not notice as much, you know, and eating healthy just doesn't really seem like that appealing. It's just, you're just taking away something pleasurable. However, when you uh, have exercise in your life, you really start to notice the the change uh, or the differences eating poorly has on that part of your life. So. Yeah, just more body awareness, you know, is is huge for a lot of these clients. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, the last thing that comes up for me that I think we should point out too, and this is going to be super organic, how many people do you think have gotten hurt doing CrossFit at our facility? 
I mean, besides the normal like aches, pains, or like, uh, are we talking about like ripped hands? Like, what I can't kind think of, of anybody. Not yeah. serious. In my yeah, like a yeah, like because a lot of people say that about CrossFit. It's like, oh, it's so bad for your body and all this yeah. blah blah blah. And it's like, I've been coaching CrossFit for two years. I've been doing it since the what's the word? The concept that. Inception. Inception. The inception of our gym. <laughs> like, since it started, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The only person I know that's got hurt is Tom. <laughs> that is yeah. the only yeah. person I that's know. That's why I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I got, you're so hesitant. I, yeah, yeah, I, I got hurt we're talking, we're talking about clients here. We're yeah, not talking clients, about, there's we're no not clients. We're not talking about then. overexcited coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Lifting with their bros. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anyone. I can't think of anyone either. No, there's no serious injury that's occurred. You know, we've had. You know, obviously people get sore, feel like they maybe have sprained something, but there's there hasn't been anything remotely serious as what happened to me. Nothing. No. <laughs> Unless they're like in, doing open gym on their own and they're doing that kind of stuff. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, but that's uh, you know, I mean, that's that's yep. just them doing what they do and can happen in any gym. Um, you know, we have a lot of people that come in with pre-existing conditions, uh, a lot of people who have not taken care of themselves over their lives, and, you know, they have uh, ankle problems or back problems or, you know, anything like that. But I think what uh, we really try to do a good job of is meeting these guys where they're at. And I know that you guys, when you coach, put a lot of effort into, okay, it's like maybe maybe they can't do all this stuff, but at least they could sit on the exercise bike, the assault bike, and, you know, and pedal for 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's no impact. You know, it's not going to aggravate any injuries, and they're still getting some fitness in. And then through that, they start to feel better. Their injuries, you know, subside slightly to where they can start doing other things. And so I, I'm actually really happy with the fact that we pay attention to that, we're considerate of that, and do what we can to make it a positive experience for these guys. Because that's another thing: people get injured and then they get turned off. Right. And we don't want that to happen for sure. So. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. I, I love kind of that topic, too. And I brought it up to literally say I've never seen a client get seriously injured. And the the injury is kind of like, yeah, we're knocking on wood, um, by the way, because obviously we don't want that to happen. But what comes up for me, too, is like with dudes, they have a lot of tight shoulders. You know, you see a lot of knees and shoulder stuff. And I can think of 20 different examples of, of guys coming in saying they're hurt because their shoulder hurts. But really, it's just super tight, and they have no range of motion, and they have no mobility in it. Right. So them aggravating their shoulder in CrossFit actually tells me that it's tight, they need mobility, they need stretching, and then they do it, and then they come back, and they're 10 times better. And they're like, dude, my shoulder doesn't hurt at all anymore, I can do everything. I'm like, thank you so much. So it's actually been a good way to kind of diagnose what needs more attention sometimes, and mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool too. I, I just think of a really it's a funny story to me but it's it's in the same vein that Nate was saying about meeting clients where they're at mm -hmm. because you guys are super good at this and I really <laughs> struggle with it because you gotta you, go hard all the time well and also what is it what are they really hurt or are they really this or are they really just saying that because they're just you know they need to be pushed or you know I just don't really know mm -hmm. them well enough to know how I could coach them to the best ability and I think back to one of the classes and it was uh, like we talked about there three people were teaming up for strength and it was like two uh, younger fit dudes and an older guy and for some reason they all three decided to team up and the older unfit guy wanted to lift the same as the other guys like we're talking full back squats right 
And so they would, you know, put the thing on the bar. They'd do a full back squat, you know. I don't, I can't, I don't want to say that word. All the way down below parallel <laughs> and back up. And, and this guy insisted on, on doing it with them. And he would put the bar on his back and he'd step out two inches and squat about two inches. And there was like, yes. And he'd like feel super good and go back <laughs> and put the bar back on. And I'm like looking at Tom and I'm like, what is he achieving with this? And like, he's not fully squatting. And this is, you know, this is a, a no rep, but it's, it didn't even matter. At the end of the day, he felt good. They were working out together. They were cheering him on, yeah. you know, as a trained coach, obviously we know that doesn't really count, but it was so cool to see him mentally feeling like he's in the game with these guys and that camaraderie and, and working together and, and just doing something, which was amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. I mean, it happens a lot where sometimes you have to, you know, it's not it's not one size fits all. It's not always like, I mean, yes, like CrossFit's pretty like standard. Like here are the rules. This is what you do. This counts. This doesn't. You know, but sometimes, like you said, maybe it was more effective for that guy to like lift with his friends and feel really good about mm -hmm. himself. You know, I'm sure when the workout came, Tom was like, "Hey, dude, let's do some tens and let's get all the way down." You mm -hmm. know, so it's kind of it's kind of give and take. And some people don't take correction well, so it's right. kind of like okay. I'm not going to correct that, but when we get to the workout, I'm going to correct it and make sure that he knows. You know what I mean? Where it's kind of like, what is going to be more beneficial for this guy? Like, dude, yeah. go do 200-pound calf raises, and then when we get to the workout, then we'll hit some squats, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 difficult because there's not always a right answer, you know? And sometimes you're like, hey, I'm the coach. I'm here to make sure you're safe. Like, take the weights off. Right. And sometimes yeah. you got to be uh, stern about it. Other times they're like, yeah, whatever you need, coach. Let me know. People are different, you know. Especially right. in the gym, it's 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 a real thing. It's a real thing. Oh yeah, especially with people, you know, getting off drugs, not being uh, used to being told what to do. Yeah. Not listening well to others, even if it's for their own good. It's a, it's it's quite a challenge. But uh, once people get the hang of it, you know, there's also that freedom of just do what you're told and not fight it. It's like, oh, oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I guess that's the beautiful part of CrossFit being so, so much of like a black and white standard. It's like there's nothing yeah. to argue, dude. Like you didn't get parallel. Yeah. So mm -hmm. next time, just do it. Yeah, people still argue. <laughs> people still argue. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But it does make it easier when it's like black and white. It does. We like to, as people, we like to make things gray. Yeah. However, it is black and white. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of mobility issues we run into, like with in the case of that that client, you know, who had a hard time uh, squatting deep. You know, it was really tight in his hips, and uh, there was a lot uh, that you know he needed to do. And I, I, one thing that um, you know we try we try to give a variety of warming up uh, of warm ups, and that kind of same idea translates to a client being able to warm themselves up when they get done with treatment, you know, and uh, obviously some people need individual attention. I know Dallas has been really good at that with uh, certain injuries like shoulder stuff because you've struggled with shoulder stuff and, yeah. shoulder and you know, and it's, it's like a constantly a learning thing as you, you know, the more you're a coach, the more information you're exposed to, the more you can help uh, address, you know, mobility issues and tightness. And um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, that's something that's always really cool to see as people, um, you know, their mobility improving greatly, you know, and, uh, 
and you know sometimes uh, you know do some stretching before uh, we even get into the workout or or at the end you know uh, just really introducing people to the different ways they can really open up their body you know and kind of using uh, you know a lot of the stuff that uh, I know I've learned from uh, using Ramwad and, and things like that and uh, yeah it's really great to introduce people to that and uh, and also it's really great to hold those standards too you know and yeah every once in a while you let some stuff go because you can tell that they're it, they're having an emotional experience that's uh, you know it's really positive for them mm-hmm. however you know at the end of the day uh, you want to get people to move effectively you want them to uh, do this stuff great and to the best of their ability at that time and you know teaching full range of motion is always you know one of my main uh goals you know sometimes it's not feasible sometimes it is and you know i really uh try to de uh debug when it's not and and see if there's something i can actually do about it to help someone get there get to that point of being able to do uh you know various movements at the uh, standards that crossfit uh, kind of lays out for all of us, but uh, yeah, so, just some thoughts there. So that has me a question. Like I said, I've, st- I've I've helped out a few times in class, but I've struggled on people that I've tried to correct mm-hmm. being sort of snappy back at me, like I did do that or I didn't, or you know, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm watching you. I see what's happening. How do you guys handle the pride and ego to get somebody to do something correctly without making them not want to come back again? no one there's no one answer it's always uh always yell at them yeah no it's (laughs) always make them feel real bad about themselves i'm right you're wrong always (laughs) it is you know it's just for the it's uh, different things you say that are appropriate for the individual and and you know seeing where they're at seeing how they may be having that knowledge of how they've been responding in their program um you know, if, if, if they've been following the rules of their program or whatnot. I usually, uh, you know, it sounds like you're talking about a, a very particular type of stubbornness. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do see. Uh, yeah, we, we do see. And uh, unfortunately, I, I get pretty assertive in that situation because uh, I think there's a ripple effect, and especially when dealing with addicts, when somebody's going against the grain, being rebellious, uh, you really kind of have to nip that in the bud right away. At group uh, level. Yeah, I mean, at, at group level, in, in some cases, sometimes it's pulled them aside and be assertive. It just depends. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on, you know, how I feel uh, the response will be after, you know, all the, the hundreds, thousands of people I've worked with and similar type of, um, you know, resistant type situations. So, uh, yeah, no one, one answer, but I, I usually try to, uh, you know, nip it in the bud and uh, establish, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm the coach, you know, you're here to learn and uh, yeah, something like that. Well, and you don't feel good about the win if you get away with doing it bad and you know it, like as right. addicts, like there's not, you don't get that good feeling by knowing you gave it your all. You may have gotten away with it and so you feel okay about it, but you don't really feel good inside because you knew you just, you know, short-circuited it and got away with it. That's so, true. That's true. I, yeah, I think the way I address it, like Tom said, it's always different, you know, but generally 
the standard's the standard, you know? And so I always just go mm -hmm. back over the standard or I'll give them an example with myself. Like, here's what I'm doing, here's what you're doing. Can you see the difference? Mm -hmm. If they say no, it's like, okay, well, let's watch it again. Visuals. Yeah, and you, I just try to visualize it. I'm like, okay, do it again, you know, or go watch this person. And you just show them that it is incorrect and give them kind of data on why. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, this, it, I, don't, I don't make it like, I don't make them wrong, right. you know. I try yeah. to make them right. Like, that's really good. Just go lower. Just yeah. go lower. Go down to here. Okay, let's see you get here. Let's see you get here. How'd that feel? Did that feel different? I mean, sometimes, yeah, like like Tom said, there's that general, there's that general guy that's like their arms are so tight and they do a show. I know there's no video in this podcast, but they'll do an overhead press and it's like their arms are still bent. Yeah, and they're like this, you know. And sometimes I'll be, I'll try and push their arms together and they don't go any farther. Like they're just yeah. crooked that's, arms. That's all you it's go. Like, that's all we get, man. You know, that's kick ass right range. on. That's going to work today, you know? Mm -hmm. Come see me after class. Let's try and straighten those things out. <laughs> um, but I guess I guess to simplify things, I'll usually use humor because that's that's who I am, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually I'll make some joke, you know? and That that lessens the guard. Yeah. I think, yeah, I know, when I started coaching people or trying to give cues and stuff like that, that was something exactly that I was like, how do I, how do I deliver this in a way that's going to be heard? And that's not going to, you know, like offend or, you know, create a ridge or anything like that. And, you know, I just kind of developed a, a pattern of I got to have confidence in what I'm telling them to do. Like, I'm, yep. I know that I'm right, but I've also got to say it in a casual way and I've got to maintain like a positive attitude with it. You know, so it's like you go into them, they're not getting down quite like Right on, man. Good job. How about how about giving me two more inches there? You know, how about just going just a little bit deeper? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, right there. That's perfect. You know, mm -hmm. and just kind of like getting that attitude and getting like trying to get them pumped up at the same time as you're correcting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. That's in nine times out of ten, it works great. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you know, then you hit that person that just doesn't want to listen. Yeah, and then I just justify <laughs> yeah. them like, yeah, they're just here to sweat. Yeah, you know? that's like my blanket <laughs> justifier. We're just here to sweat, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. At least they showed up. <laughs> it's as good as it gets. Yeah. yeah. You're sure to sweat, dude. That's perfect. <laughs> You're sweating good. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anything we not cover today? Recovery? Clients? One thing I want to mention is, you know, like we get into this, and I know that the, you guys have podcasts about a whole variety of uh, topics. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes... Because we're so enthusiastic about CrossFit, it sounds like that's all we're enthusiastic about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, one thing that I'm really proud of with our program is that enthusiasm that we have for this, for fitness and CrossFit, is also an enthusiasm that translates to the rest of the program because there's a whole lot of other stuff we do. You know, I mean, when we developed this program, we spent, uh, you know, months putting together an entire curriculum. Uh, full of life skills and therapies and you know all sorts of stuff that these guys work through to help them on the psychological side of things and that same enthusiasm that we have for fitness we put into all that too mm -hmm. and so you know what what CrossFit does and I think what the enthusiasm we develop at Elevate with our culture and everything is that everything we're doing is just as important as everything else mm -hmm. it all contributes to this holistic recovery that we're trying to to give these these people and so, you know, I just kind of want to highlight that because 
everything we're talking about, like I also am thinking about therapeutic aspects of the program that also feeds into to, you know, our attitude and our, our viewpoint on fitness and what it does for these guys. No, that's, that's, that, I'm glad you said that because, I mean, I could see someone listening to this being like, God, these guys are obsessed with CrossFit, <laughs> you know? And it's like, hey, No, man, wrong. we're just, a, we're obsessed yeah. with people feeling better. That's yeah, it. no, Very exactly. True. We're obsessed with people feeling better. And we are the same when it, if, if we restarted the podcast right now, we're like, let's talk about mindfulness. The tone would be the same. Yeah. We'd all have the same thing to say. If we restarted and said, all right, let's talk about responsibility. Let's talk about making amends. Let's talk about. Uh, familial issues like the energy is the same and I think it's because we know that it works and we've seen it be so effective for people that we just have all this affinity for it like we know it works we know it's effective and it's Mm -hmm. helped save countless lives and if we can just like dictate 10% of our enthusiasm from it maybe it'll help somebody else you know so I'm really Mm -hmm. glad that you said that because it's it's the truth I feel that way you guys feel that way oh yeah absolutely Absolutely. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, Thanks for point. roping us in, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, we I gotta rope myself in, yeah, too. <laughs> we haven't talked about yoga very much, so yeah. I just want You should see us on the yoga mats, you know? <laughs> We're excited, you know? <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Yeah. But it is true. We Like, the, the clients that do yoga and then come to CrossFit, man, we hit those warm-ups, we hit those stretches, and they are, like, doing the best, and they're just limber... Because there are people that come down from detox, they're a little bit older, and they're like, dude, we're tight. We haven't moved in years, decades. And we're like, yeah, dude, go hit yoga for two weeks, loosen up, get a baseline, you know, and they're sweating. For our audience, our yoga coach is also a CrossFit instructor, too. Mm-hmm. So they see her, and they're like, wow, you see her legs in the yoga pants? Like, she's ripped. And so we get some people that are just influenced by our yoga instructor coming to our CrossFit gym. Mm -hmm. So it kind of works both ways. The enthusiasm is in all angles. Sure. And she incorporates mindfulness into yoga. So they're, they're getting benefits from, from that aspect as well. That dual benefit that we also get in CrossFit. Yep. So true. Yeah. We're just, we're just stoked about recovery and getting better and we have (laughs) tools that work and we're here to give them to people, you know, and show them that it works. Well, and the goal is to build such a strong foundation, like Nate was talking about, you know, where at first it sucks to go, you hate, you have to go, you resent that you're going, then you're okay with going, but then you actually learn to love it. There hits a point, and for me, it was maybe probably two years before I actually hit the point of <laughs> loving it and needing it and needing it to feel okay mentally. Uh, so it's a it, it's a foundation that has to be built, but we're hoping that we can give them a strong enough foundation by the time they leave here that they take fitness into their sobriety and use that for the rest of their lives because that's what's going to help them feel good, do good, be good. You know, it's that whole round, round thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think the last thing I would say, honestly, is that, you know, if for the audience listening, it, it's CrossFit is the way that we do it. Mm-hmm. But more importantly it's it's taking your health and fitness more serious your mental health your physical health your emotional health like if if someone can generate more awareness on those three aspects of their life it's going to serve them so much you know at elevate yes crossfit's the vehicle that we use for the reasons that we have obviously it works faster and we like it and we've seen it be effective but people that leave treatment and they go back to Gold's Gym or they go back to trail running or they go back to 
mountain biking, like that's all a win. Like as long yeah. as people are getting outside and eating a little bit better and, and moving their body like it's supposed to be used, dude, that's that's a win for me. For sure. And for all of us, I would imagine. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> that yeah, that's, that's the life hack right there. All right, guys, that's our show for today. We hope you found some value from listening. And if you did, please share with someone you know or love. You can find us on social media. We are at Elevate Addiction Services. And if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, please call our toll-free confidential 24-hour helpline at 833-33-SOBER or visit our website at elevaterehab.org.